Welcome to Shirt Tail Vibes, your go-to podcast for an inside look and how being a person of color, race, and the South in the neighborhood of just your family shapes you. My name is Destiny, and with me, as always, is my cousin and co-host, Fred. Oh, oh. Let's vibe. We are back. It is season two. Can we call it season two? Yeah, we could call it season two. Season two, episode one of Shirtail Vibes. Hey, as, we back vibing. Yeah, as always, I'm your one of your hosts, Destiny, and with me as always is... I'm Fred. Yes, we are. How long have we been gone? Enough for me to have a one-year-old, so... Oh, my God. Yeah, that's how I go. Because the know? last time we t- talked about it, he was just born. Yeah. So it was probably summer. He's still in that burrito stage. Oh. In that, in that cute little mm. stage that, you know, I liked it him. Yeah, but your baby was like a jumbo Chipotle burrito. You had a Dang, big so baby. So what he is now? At this point, he's just a Michelin man now. He reminds me of a Ninja Turtle. I ain't lying. He, he, I he can, got that, I can see that. He got that, that, that build and everything. Yeah, he's definitely like a Raphael. Put a bandana on him. Yeah. Catch me up. Tell me things. How's life been? What's going on? I've just been working. Just trying to get everything together. That's about it. That's all. Um, trying to be a family man. You know, staying out of trouble. That's the that's the, the most thing. Like, I can actually see myself progressing from my, should I say... Hood rat days? Earlier. Earlier. <laughs> I'm gonna say earlier. I ain't gonna say hood, right? Cause I, uh, you know, but I'm gonna say my earlier days. Mm-hmm. But I like it, it was, though. It was hood rat days. <laughs> Don't worry, everybody's got them. Some of us just get rid of them a little bit earlier than most. Mm. Some of us never grow out of them. Hey, glad to be on the other side. Yeah, welcome, welcome to the other side. So what's been up with you though, Cuz? Honestly, I'm so tired of my job right now. I mm. oh my god. Do you need a therapist? Um, I probably. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I probably do. I but. charge by the minute. Um, that's not how that works. <laughs> well, you ain't. You charge by the hour, like psychiatrists like me. <laughs> oh yes, definitely hood rat therapy. Gotta love it. Hey. Uh, <laughs> no, mispronouncing words in no time. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, but you use it. Use oh god, talk about mispronouncing words mispronouncing words um i forgot what i was gonna say but yeah no work is fine it's just it's a lot it's stressful and the summertime is coming and people don't realize that we work 365 days a week technically Mm. we work all year round so like summer is real fun because people go on vacations and then they're at camp and then they're at the Y or wherever Boys and Girls Club for the summer, but we have to see them in the home and then trying to get all that stuff in. And people work extra hours in the summer because they don't have to deal with their kids. It's just a lot of mm. stuff. And then I have kids who are supposed to be leaving who've been in the program for multiple years. I work a nine to 12 month program. That's how long they're supposed to be in. I got kids going on two, three, four years. So it's just wow, a lot. Yeah. Sound and it's like, not. Sound like you're a parent. Uh, kind of. Luckily, yeah. I'm only there for an hour a week. Sometimes two hours a week. Depending you just on the get, kids. get yours back. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. When I'm done with them, I just give them back to the foster parent and they just move on. I'll see you. I'll see you next week. Best yeah. kind of kids. Oh, best kind of kids. See, I know. See, I know it's real right now. Because when I'm away, I cherish it. Mm-hmm. It's like, ooh. Well, some days, you no. Know, get in slow lane and mm-hmm. you'd be like, mm-hmm. You know what? I ain't even gonna pass this car. I'm right. just gonna stay right here. I'll just you know, get there just, when I get there. You know, it is what it is. And Emerson ain't getting none of my food. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, shoulder hurts. Um, yeah, so that's it. I've just been cooking a lot of stuff for the past couple of days. Cooking is always good. I made cookies, I made focaccia, which is like an Italian style sourdough bread. I made I had to feed my sourdough starter. I made salsa. I made a cured pork belly so I can make bacon next week. Oh, just for the record, um, yo, 
apple pie cookie. It's different. I don't know how to explain it, but it's different. I mean, you explained it well when you were eating it. What, the, the, it's like muffin top? Yeah. Hey, that's what it tastes like, though. It's like a crisper version of a muffin top. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's not meant to be like a crunchy cookie. It's, it's soft. It's very easy to eat. The ones that you ate don't have any actual sugar in them. I use a sugar substitute. You wouldn't know it. Stop playing. Um, I'm 100% not playing with you. Your uncle ate four of them last night when I was baking them. Yeah, I would have never thought that. Yeah. I would have never thought that. Apple pie cookie. Apple pie spices. Hey, apples. Apple pie moonshine. No. I enjoy apple pie moonshine. I do too. Like uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What else did I make? Oh, I made pesto. I made Caesar salad dressing. I hope that's it. You made it? Yeah. Like, what do you put in it? In what? In the Caesar salad dressing. Caesar salad dressing is garlic. I use raw garlic and, like, garlic that I've cooked down in oil. So it's basically kind of like fried garlic, Mm -hmm. but it's, like, roasted. Um, Dijon mustard, mayo, Worcestershire sauce, olive oil, lemon juice, Anchovy paste, pepper, mm-hmm. and Parmesan cheese. It so is that, Snoop Dogg's recipe. I was just about to <laughs> ask that. I was just about to ask if you got the recipe from somebody. I did, in fact. It is Snoop Dogg's recipe, and it and it's good. It is delicious. Did you put marijuana in it? I did not, but all of his recipes in his book are done in metric, so in grams and milliliters. And That's I love good. to measure stuff, so it works out really well. That's pretty cool. Yeah. His dressing is so he got so a whole delicious. cookbook. Yeah, I'll show it to you. It's from Crook to Cook. It's the name of it. I heard of that before. It's I heard that before. It's great. Because I used to watch a show with him and Martha Stewart. The, yeah. Uh, Martha and Snoop's Potluck. Yeah. I love that show. Hey. That's a great show. I like that show, too. Yeah. For real. Would never thought them two would blend together, but they're best friends. And also, Martha smokes just as much as Snoop does. <laughs> oh, bro, we already know Martha Stewart gangster. Oh, absolutely. Like, we already know that. Like, no, we've been been doing that. But look, um, I listened to an interview mm-hmm. between two of the. Basically, this interview was like two people that I didn't know that I wanted to do an interview together, but when it happened, I was like. Why haven't they been did this? Okay. And it was Snoop Dogg Mm -hmm. and The Undertaker. Oh. And it was such a good interview. It was it was it was crazy because I wouldn't have never put them two together, like, but they just blended so good. And and it was Snoop interviewing The Undertaker. The Undertaker, yeah. Nice. Huh. Uh, And it wasn't really like Snoop was interviewing him. It was more like they were having just a conversation. On, they were just on a Zoom call and they was just like vibing with each other. Like cool, but it was pretty cool to me. Yeah. I always love those unexpected pairings. You said, "Do you have? Do you have one? An unexpected pairing? Yeah, that you that you never would put together, but when you seen it together, it was like, no. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know if I've come across one that's kind of like hit me as much as Snoop and Martha." Um, cause Is I that, just, I, I enjoy their vibe. I think that's a cool one. Oscar Isaac and Pedro Pascal have a really great, um, just like vibe going on. Okay. But they're okay. a little more similar in the sense. Mm-hmm. Um. I got another one. What, what's up? Where's Khalifa and, um, uh, Mike Tyson? Where's Khalifa and Mike Tyson? Mm-hmm. So, M- Mike Tyson got a, a podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a I it's called hot boxing okay so um i imagine yeah you know <laughs> so uh yeah he had wiz on there and um pretty good interview like okay what like i said i would never put them two together but see it it's, seems it's interesting to me like wiz khalifa and mike tyson would run in similar circles mm-hmm. but like the undertaker and snoop dogg would not and like Martha and Snoop are not. That's why it's more of an unexpected pairing. Because like Oscar Isaac and Pedro Pascal, they're like best friends. But you, you know what I thought about though? What's that? Snoop has been on like the WWE for like a long time. I did not know that. I don't like really... Snoop has been on like SmackDown, Raw, all that. He's been on there a lot. Oh, okay. Like a lot, a lot. Even in his younger career, he's he's been on there. Right. Like they got they got a video of Snoop Dogg doing the people's elbow. 
Okay. You know what? You know what the yeah, yeah, the people with, yeah. with the rock. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's like the slowest people's elbow ever. <laughs> it's like, it's like if your uncle got drunk and then right. like y'all was wrestling in the backyard. That's basically what. It, what okay. It looked okay. Like. Okay. It was like. Yeah, it yeah. just happened. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I get it. I get it. Yeah. I don't know. I would I would like to see Lizzo in an unexpected pairing. I think it'd be very interesting if she was friends with like Dame Judy Dench or like Anna Kendrick. Like I right, name somebody who I know. Let's put let's put um like if Lizzo and Samuel Jackson became best friends, I would love that. I think that would be the greatest thing ever okay i got another one (laughs) (laughs) and this is like a james corton i don't love james corton but go ahead james corton and migos that okay i really enjoyed that them together like i it was great it it was was, great it was it was like kind of kind of magic i ain't gonna like it was kind of magic yeah carpool karaoke and when he interviewed them i was like wow like the one part when he, um when James Corden when when Offset pulled out all the money and he was like yeah and he was like um yeah where where you going <laughs> it's a <laughs> like, song like, is, like you just carry this around with yeah, you like, like bro I'm I'm sorry when that, they sang Sweet Caroline I was done I was done <laughs> I was done <laughs> and when they was doing the ad libs yes. to the, um to Whitney Houston yes <laughs> oh <laughs> I enjoy moments like that. That's yeah. I do. Also really liked when Jimmy Fallon interviewed Jamie Foxx. I think that's a really that was a really good interview. When he was doing like the the impersonation. Right, when they were stuff. doing really yeah. musical impressions. Like that was really good. Yes. I like that yeah, a lot. I like Jimmy Fallon period though. Like Jimmy Fallon, he he I feel like he's the best yeah, like him. late night talk show host because all the other ones are kind of creepy. Like yep. David Letterman was really creepy. Jimmy Kimmel's got a little creep factor. I don't like what he did with Quinta Brunson at the whatever award show that was when she won and he laid on the stage. Like that was at the Emmys, right? I think so. It was at the Emmys or the Go- no, not the Golden Globes because I don't watch the Golden yeah, Globes. The, so it was the I Emmys. Was the yeah. Emmys. yeah, yeah. Um, even like James Corden can be too much sometimes, but Jimmy Fallon's just like. Just big kid, just like hanging out, doing whatever. Yeah, I exactly. Like it. Him and Kevin Hart together is also hilarious. Let me hold on. Hold on, I gotta get a Jimmy Fallon moment. Jimmy Fallon and Queen Latifah in Taxi was everything. <laughs> That's like everything. I watch that movie to this day. Every time it come on, I'm going to watch it. That movie was awesome. I'm oh sorry. my god, that movie was crazy, and I would have never. Nah, nah, nah. It was great. It was. It was great. Yeah, that movie. That's. Yeah, I got to put it up there. Yeah, I got to put it it's, up it's, there. It's a, it's a solid. Like, is it gonna win an Oscar? Absolutely not. But is it gonna warm your heart and make you smile? Absolutely. And I never would have watched it unless it came on TV. I mean, it was on TNT for years. That's what I'm saying. And it used to come on like. Remember when TNT used to like do movies back to back, but they used mm-hmm. to like play the movie and, and right then play it again. play it again and then play it again. Yes, yes. So, so, so you be flipping through the channels and then you see the movie and it's like halfway through and you're like, oh man, but I guess what? It. Right. You ain't even gotta watch it now. So you just flip through until it go off. Right. Watch it again. I still love, man. Oh my god. That used to be the good days. I'm sorry. That used to be the good days. TNT knows drama. TNT and then and then you remember TBS used to start doing it too. Mm-hmm. And then after TBS started doing it, then USA started doing it. Like That's the USA right. Network. Well, because USA Network had their original shows for a while, and then they, and they stopped used to show doing that. Too. Yeah, they used to show movies too. Does USA still have any original shows? I ain't watched USA. Even I watched since high school. Four four original shows on USA. I watched Psych. Okay, I remember. With that show. Sean and Gus mm-hmm. and the pineapples. Mm-hmm. I watched Monk. My mom used to watch Monk all With time. Tony Shaloub. Yeah. Um, I watched Warehouse 13, which was on USA, but also on 
it was a sci-fi show, but they played it on USA Network. And then there was a sister show to Psych, or not Psych, to uh, Warehouse 13 called Eureka. So, like, Warehouse 13 was more history-based. It's, like, what happens to all of the artifacts in the world of, like, powerful people. Like, Walt Disney's pen, if you drew with it, like, characters will come to life. Like, Harry Houdini's wallet would, like, create hallucinations. Like, stuff like that. Like, the mirror that um, Lewis Carroll had in his room would in his like bedroom by his writing table got imbued with his like his spirit so it became not magical but it became powerful and you it would like transport you to an alternate reality like stuff like that right stuff like that i kind of believe stuff like that oh absolutely a hundred percent i do yeah i do i'm i ain't gonna lie so even like they had the in one episode they had the cave from aladdin you know i would love to go with that it was, I, 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 it was I, the back door to the warehouse, so it was like a fail safe, like just stuff like that. So they had the they had the back door of the warehouse in the shape of like the cave. Well, so the warehouse is in the middle of the desert in South Dakota. This is warehouse number thirteen. So there've been twelve other warehouses around different parts of the world. So like the library at Alexander in Egypt, mm-hmm. at Alexandria, that was a warehouse. It burned down. So then they had to move to a different one. Like they've had all of these different ones throughout history. And there's been a keeper of the warehouse who's like the spirit of the warehouse. Um, and she's like tied to it. It's usually a woman, but sometimes it's a man. Um and then there's government agents that get assigned to the warehouse everybody thinks that they work for the irs but like there's it starts off with two secret service members and then there's a dea guy who comes in at one point and then there's a hacker that comes in at one point claudia but it's just it's a great show and then their sister show is eureka which is about a town called Eureka, which was a science experiment and everything. And that show is science based instead of history based. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, USA Network. Cool. USA. I don't know what their tagline is. I'd say it. America. America. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. So you called, you texted me and was like, hey, we should record again. Oh yeah. So I feel like you had some things on your mind to talk about and I feel like we should talk about those things. Uh, all right. Um, the first thing that I want to talk about, mm-hmm. and we're gonna get straight to it. Anyway, should go. So this, um, I was strung through YouTube, and I seen that they're supposed to make a good burger too. I know. I'm so excited. I saw the interview with uh, Keenan Thompson and Kel Mitchell, of course, on Jimmy Fallon. Um, I immediately screamed, dropped my phone on my face because I was lying in bed, and then texted Gerald. Okay. So that um, answers my first question about how you feel about it. <laughs> um, absolutely jubilant. I'm so excited. I cannot wait. I, I don't care what it's about. I really don't. Okay. So now to my second question. Yeah. In what direction do you think they're going to go with it? Like, like what, do you, what do you think the, the basic premise and everything is going to be about? I don't. I don't know. I don't know if, like, they're going to become, like, if Good Burger is going to be a chain restaurant with Ed Sauce being, like, the backbone of it and, like, uh, Ed and Dexter CEOs. I don't know if it's going to be about their kids. I don't know if it's going to be, like, they were friends, but they're not talking right now, but they will come back to it to end up, like, helping save Good Burger, which is probably more than likely they're going to have to end up helping save Good Burger again. That's what I thought it was going to be, like, right. they want some managers they like the managers of it now are like run run good burger right so ed might run like the the good burger where they met and dexter might be more like corporate like going out and doing stuff and Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know because it might be on some it might be on some because you know just how how ed is it might be like manager assistant manager true maybe maybe because you know i can see ed as a as a assistant manager you know what I'm saying, but yeah. acting like the manager, and <laughs> just just on some just on some funny stuff, just how he do it. So, yeah. What yeah. do you want to see return? Like, which characters are coming back? Do you think, or which oh, ones course, you want to see of come back? You gotta, you gotta see Ed. Yeah. Um, the other, really, the other characters, I don't see. How can they return? You don't like Monique's not gonna come back at some point. 
Yeah, but how though? Well, what if like Monique and Dexter were married? Okay, see, I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I mean, Oscar's not coming back. He was old dirt in the first one. <laughs> oh, right. He's he's he not. Be like the ghost of him or something. Right, but like Connie Muldoon, if she comes back. What if she like worked at something? Or she comes back and places another big order for her family. The giant crazy family that she has. I would like to see, like, I don't want to see Kurt out of jail, but I'd like for there to be a visit of Kurt to jail. See, and that's what I thought it was. I thought, I think it's going to be like. Like Mondo Burgers coming back? I think back. it's going to be like Kurt. Kurt got a new restaurant now or like one of his, one of his relatives or something. One of his like flunkies. Yeah. Mm. Uh, or like his son. Or anything, anything like that could be like, cause I know it's it's kind of going to be like some kind of competition for good work. Oh, it absolutely, gotta yeah, it gotta be, cause it, it wouldn't be right if it, you know, like, good burger wasn't at risk. Oh yeah, like it, it wouldn't be the same. What if Roxanne came back? What? Carmen? That'd be pretty. <laughs> that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> what if they had like another? So what's what? Can they have a? Can they have a? A scene in this movie to top the psych ward scene, the 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 mental hospital scene. Can, I mean, can, can, can you do can you do better than that? I don't know. What if something happens with Good Burger and it's on the like means of closing, and they get in contact with Dexter, and Dexter comes back and he has to go to the psych ward to get Ed. But he's just visiting Birdie or whatever her name is and that weird giant huge guy. Okay, okay. But they couldn't bring George Clinton back. Like George Clinton is so old. Yeah. He yeah. is like decrepit. Like I'm just I'm just ready to see it. I wanna Yeah. Maybe a parking lot flash mob. What is that? A parking lot flash mob. Oh my god, they should go to a roller rink. They should go roller skating. And roller skating is pretty fun, though. I haven't... Well, I I have really bad ankles. I can't roller skate anymore. Um, the only thing that I ask is that they bring back Mr. Weed. Just for one. Just for... I need, like, 15 seconds. Okay. I just okay. need 15 seconds of him yelling about something he shouldn't be yelling about. Or making something real ghetto that shouldn't be, like, this old homie. Like, mm. Yeah, I kind of want to see him get his car crashed again. Or just, did anybody help him get the burger off his car? Like, that's all I ask. I'm so, wait, <laughs> that's the funniest thing. When he snap on him. <laughs> when he's, uh, oh, right. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. That's the funniest. That's the that's probably, like, one of the funniest scenes. In the Absolutely. Because you can see the real rage in his face. Like, yeah. And everything. I love how my house phone is ringing right now. And it's my grandma's great. Hey, landline. Well, the joys of a landline. So, what was your other thing? Did you have another thing? Oh yeah, the um. So I kind of, I kind of want you to give me like a brief, like history okay. on the on the Dungeons and Dragons, and I kind of want to get your. Well, I'm, I I I ask the second question. Okay. I think I think kind of give me a brief history because I'm I'm starting to see a lot of stuff now about Dungeons and Dragons, and you are. Like the only person that I really heard, like really talk about it. Right. So I I I, I gotta know. Okay. So is this like brought on by like Stranger Things and the Dungeons and Dragons movie and like it's, it's, stuff becoming it's more, more popular? Of the movie. It's more, it's of, more the of the movie. movie. Okay. So so is Stranger Stranger Things is connected to Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah. So they play Dungeons and Dragons throughout Stranger Things. So um, Stranger Things? No. Oh, it's great. It's it. I mean, it's a little horror, but it's fine. So yeah, I, you'll be fine. It's fine. You watch Black it. Black in America. Fine. That's <laughs> oh god. Um, yeah, that's more realistic than whatever's going on. Hawkins and Neanda. but yeah. So, um, but they play Dungeons and Dragons throughout Stranger Things. So okay, that's okay. It's popularity is increasing there. Um, so Dungeons and Dragons is a role playing game. Okay. That yeah. is, you play it using dice and a character sheet. That's really all you need if you want to play like a really, I wouldn't say good game, but just like a 
more straightforward game. There's usually little figures and like play areas involved. Mm -hmm. Um, So you get a character and you build that character based off of kind of what you want to do. So there's different classes, um, druids, bards, clerics, paladins, fighters, rangers, monks, all that jazz. Um, and then there's different races. So you can be human, you can be half human, half something else. So there's orcs, there's elves, there's dragonborns, there's tieflings, which are half something, half demon. There's, I mean, it's it's infinite. I think we're at like the fifth edition. So there's five different editions of, there's more than five different editions because I play 3.5. Um, so I play the second edition of the third edition. So like there's a there's a three and then there's a three point five. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. So I played okay. I learned three point five. But five seems to be the easiest one because three point five has a lot of shit going on. Um So you said five is easier. I think five is is easier. Because the character sheet is not as involved okay. as the three point five character sheet. And I can show you a character sheet. Um so the character sheet has your stats on it. So there's six key points that you need to have statistics in and depending on what race you pick, depending on what class you pick. So your DNA is your race. Your class is kind of the realm in which you work. Mm-hmm. And then there are certain proficiencies or specialties or whatever, whatnot that gets into the nitty gritty later. So there's intelligence, which is how smart you are. Wisdom, which is how much you can convince other people to do things. Well, no, that's charisma. Wisdom is more like... Right, so (laughs) intelligence, how smart you are. Charisma, how much you can convince other people to do things for you, right? Dexterity is how fast or how easily it is for you to move out of the way. Reflexes. Right. Constitution is how hard of a hit can you take and how long can you get hit? Okay. So okay. Like resistance. Resistance, really. Okay. Uh, um, stamina. Yeah. All that. Strength is straight up strength. And then wisdom is your ability to learn and use your intelligence. Okay. Basically, you use wisdom with somebody tries to put a spell in you that alters your mind. Can your wisdom beat that spell's power? Okay. So, like, can right. you be hypnotized? Can you, you know, be it's put like to sleep? Can control. you control? Right. Discipline. How yeah. much control you have of your own mind? So, those six key points are the things that you. Uh, those are the things that will save you. Those are the things that power your spells. Those are the things that power magical weapons. Those are, I mean, your ability to get out of the way if something should happen. To be able to perceive things. On and on and on and on. Those okay. are your key points. So for me hearing that, so um, I'm thinking like the different characters would have like more of each thing than the other one. Correct. It's kind of like a, like you said, a, a, a elf. Mm-hmm. I forgot all the other characters you said. So, but so some of them would be like a a troll. A troll would have more strength than than another character or something right. like so that. Right. So a troll's constitution, their ability to take a hit and their strength, their ability to give hits are going to okay. be higher than their intelligence and their wisdom. Okay. They're yeah, not yeah, going to yeah. right. Like that's they're that's not very smart. It. Trolls aren't half orcs. Orcs are not very smart, but they're very durable. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of stuff. So elves are going to be more it also depends, a lot of it depends on your class, and your class is your training. So you mm-hmm. could be a human, and your stats are pretty much very basic, but if you're a human rogue, rogues are thieves. Okay. So your charisma is going to be really high, mm-hmm. so you can convince people to do things for you. Mm-hmm. Your strength might be a little bit higher, but really your dexterity, your ability to get out of the way, to slink into a hallway, to go through a trapdoor, to slide through whatever, that's going to be super high. Your intelligence, just how much stuff you know about stuff that you're stealing, that's going to be high. Mm-hmm. But I would say wisdom, too. Your wisdom, it's a—it's not as high mm-hmm. because you have to give and take in there. So you'll get, depending on the class, you might get an extra three points to put towards your dexterity. And you might get 
a negative towards intelligence. Right? Oh. So that's why the class thing is so important. So what's this based off? Like, the, the situations that you're in? Or, like... Because you said that you can get points onto your... Let's call them attributes. Right. So, um... They're so literally I, called attributes. <laughs> so yeah. I learned that off uh, 2K. There you go. But, um, yeah. So, um, how, how does that happen, though? Like, how, how? So, when you're creating your character you pick your race in your class mm -hmm. and then there's a handbook and a bunch of different charts and things that tell you okay this race in this class like like elves for instance elves are not vulnerable to sleep spells so you mark that off elves can see in the dark okay okay, okay. that's just a race thing like elves live for thousands of years so you could be 150 years old and look like a 3 year old like it's just that's elves, right? Half elves still have the ability to see in the dark and are not a, are immune to sleep spells, but they don't live as long because they're half only half elf, half something else. Oh, right? Okay, okay. Demigod. Well, well demi that's elf. Demigods are something different. Um, you can be a demigod in, in no, I just, the game. Yeah, because it was half. Right. Um, but like halflings are like little little people. They're about two feet tall. Right. But halflings have an increased dexterity because they're so small. Oh, yeah. Like an ant. Right. They like have more strength, more dexterity. You know? Um, but then it also, again, depends on your class. So you could be a cleric. Clerics are holy fighters, kind of. Mm. So they are fighters and spellcasters. So generally they have some kind of weapon. Usually it's a staff or a sword, something long with a lot of reach, something that they can hit on the ground and imbue power. Um, but they get their power from some kind of deity. Okay. Right? Okay. So like in the show that I was watching earlier, Unsettled City, Unsettling City, which is a D&D &D campaign set in modern day, like 2006, 2007-ish New York. One of the characters is a cleric of the city of New York. He's called the Vox Popula. So he is the voice of the people of New York. And that's where his power comes from. It comes from the people of New York. Okay. So, um, but then like druids are, you're more like nature- based magic users so they can turn into different animals they can command animals they can make fire like mess with the elements they can make storms things like that that, that i like them powers yeah them kind of powers i like to have be able to control like the wind and stuff like that mm -hmm. well that's more well i mean you can do that as a druid but that's more of a sorcerer and a wizard thing wizard <laughs> so wi it's, it's two different things sorcerers and wizards are different so wizards go to school to become wizards. They go to school to learn magic. Sorcerers go to school to control the magic that they have. Okay. Right. Okay. okay. So in like the Harry Potter world, they're technically sorcerers. They're not wizards. Okay. Because their magic is biological. They get it at a certain age. Right. Mm -hmm. Wizards, you can be just like a human just going in to the world and be like, oh, let's let me just read this wizard yeah, book and learn some stuff. Right. Wizards okay. are the easiest ones to kill. Physically, they are the hardest ones to kill magically because their wizard powers are crazy. What? Yes. So why is it like that, though? Cause I would think I would think the person that that was born with it would be the strongest, right? I'll be the hardest. I to mean, kill. it's it's pretty hard to kill a sorcerer magically. Mm. Physically, it's still because they don't. I mean, they don't work out. They don't train. They train their minds. They train their brains. But wizards can learn more. You can always learn more stuff. Learn more spells. Level up spells. Sorcerers, okay. you got what you got, and you got to figure out how to use it to the best of your ability, right? So there's a limit. Makes sense. Makes sense now. Um, that's druids. Fighters are fighters. Um, most of them are use weapons. Paladins are like holy fighters in a different sense. So clerics are holy fighters in a magical sense. Paladins are holy fighters in a physical sense. So they're um 
they're a lot hard. Basically, like Captain America is the equivalent of a of a paladin. Okay. Okay. They're always lawful good. They're always out to save people, and they're very much about their mission, and they're doing everything that they're supposed to do. They have these crazy, ungodly, like, strength and ability to take a hit. Like, their hit points are so high just crazy. from the bait, like, from the jump off. They can take a hit, no questions. Wouldn't affect them. That's wild. Barbarians, on the other hand, they are beasts, usually actual beasts, trolls, orcs. Sometimes an owl bear, just what, whatever is going on. A lot of dragonborns are also barbarians, so those ones are half dragon, um, half whatever else. Tieflings sometimes are also um, barbarians, but they're usually more warlocks and wizards. So really, just I mean, it just depends. You have rangers; those are your long range fighters. You have monks. Drunken monks are my favorite ones. Their powers are insane. And monks, um, monks are, again, not holy fighters. They're key fighters. They call it key, key, chi, whatever you want to call it. So they use the power of the mind and the body to strengthen themselves. Okay. Right. Um, but they are fist fighters. Fist, fist elbow, knee chin foot hip whatever they can hit you with that's on them they will hit you with there's no need for them to have weapons they are the weapon okay all right they will destroy you all right so i got a, i got another question what's up before i ask you the other question that mm-hmm. i want to ask you so when you battle in another person mm-hmm. can you like take their powers can you like take some of what they got and give it to yourself it depends it depends on who you're playing. It depends on what your spell list looks like. It depends on what classes you've chosen, what proficiencies you have. Generally, taking someone's power and using it for yourself isn't really a thing. Okay. But being able to use your powers to affect their powers is something that can happen. So you can, you know, curse someone and that will have them what's called roll at a disadvantage. So that means you roll two 20-sided die and you have to take the one that has the lower number, which then can affect the power of your spell, the power of your hit, your ability to hit, your ability to use a spell, like that kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah. So basically like a cheat code. Kind of. Okay. But then like other people in that same curse everyone else can get an attack of opportunity on that person, which means that you don't have to, it's like an extra attack almost or an advantage. An advantage is when you roll two D 20 and take the highest one. So you might roll one out of three and roll one out of 19. And 19 is better than three when you're attacking. Right. Right. So stuff like that. Yeah. Even when you got dollars. Yeah. But, I mean, if you're a wild magic sorcerer and you are rolling a 20, you want to roll high. Because if you roll a 1, something crazy is going to happen. And it could be anything from exploding to you turning into jello to you just floating in the air for no reason. That's that's the beauty of wild magic. It's crazy powerful, but it is also crazy destructive. It sounds pretty crazy. Yeah. All right, so, so my other question is... Mm-hmm. About the movie. Okay. I didn't so see the have, movie, but tell me. So have you seen like any, any trailers? Or I've seen anything? I've seen trailers, yeah. So how how do, how do you feel about it? Because I don't know we all really know about Dungeons and Dragons. So do you think it'll be worth watching? And like just give just give me your opinion on it. Um, I'm eventually going to watch it. I don't necessarily want to pay to watch it. That's like the thing. Like I'll watch it when it comes on the cable. But I had other I'll stuff. Like, I had other stuff going on. Like, that wasn't... Like, I wanted to see the Super Mario movie. Like, that was my thing. Like, mm-hmm. I pay. I would pay for that. What? With Super Mario, like, coming out with a movie? It it already came out. It came out, like, two weeks ago. I saw it last week. <laughs> I saw it last week. Stop playing. I'm not. I'm not playing with you in Super Mario Brothers movie. Like a, like a real life... Like a... No, it's not live, live action. It's animated. It's an anim- It's, it's like a CG animated. animated. Yeah. But it's even better. 
Yeah, they were talking Mario about this for years. Be, Mario ain't supposed to be live action. Oh, especially with that whole like John Logazemo. Yeah, um, like they're just not. Yeah, no, it, that one wasn't no, good. No, I mean, I've watched it a no, bunch, but no. Yeah, no, you didn't know about the no, Super Mario no, Brothers movie. No. Yeah, Chris Pratt does the voice of Mario. Charlie Day did Luigi. Uh, Jack Black was Bowser and everything. So where can everything. I find this? At? It's in theaters. Oh my god. Mm. And you said Jack Black in it too? Jack Black plays Bowser, yeah. Oh. And he is great. He makes the whole movie. Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. Oh, we're about to make this happen. It is, it's, <laughs> I highly suggest it. There's a, there's little nods to a bunch of different stuff in all of the, like, um, Nintendo, like, Mario world and stuff. So it's just, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. we want to make Happen. So my oh, movie yeah. money went to that versus Dungeons and Dragons. I'll watch Dungeons and Dragons later, but um Oh blame me. I would have picked Mario too. Yeah. It was I remember the old Dungeons and Dragons movie, the original one, Marlon Wayne's was in it. He played a half off <laughs> druid. <laughs> I just remember him in it. I don't even remember the movie. Yeah, it was it's it's not good. It's not good at all. But I just, I just remember him playing like being in tights. With a little ears on his hat. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, yeah, that's all. That's all I remember. I know. Uh, never knew nothing about the Mario movie. Yeah, but like Dungeons and Dragons is generally based in the same time frame as the movie, okay. so it's more like a medieval. Like, it seems like it's easier to get away with like dragons and demons and trolls and stuff when it's in like medieval times before people knew and nothing. Um, but I like the more modern campaigns. A game okay. of Dungeons and Dragons is called a campaign. Campaigns can last. They can be one-time campaigns. You just play once. They could be years. I know people who've been That's in like the, the same campaign for like 10 years. Yeah. And that was like a two-hour video. Right. So a general session. It depends on how many players you have, too. So that is a six with a dungeon master or game master depends okay. on what they want to be called yeah, i kind of i kind of like the, the one that you explained earlier i kind of like unsettling city like the, the like the modern version mm -hmm. i kind of i kind of like that i like it too and i like that they incorporate like all of the basic dungeon dragons elements are still incorporated in the game it's just brought to modern times and how that how that works okay yeah but it's great i love it if you ever want to play, I have so many things. Do you want to see my head explode? The only kicker about Dungeons and Dragons is it's a fair amount of math. You're adding, you're subtracting. My son a dragon and I put him in the dungeon. That's about it. <laughs> like, I'm I'm working on one that is a uh superhero based. Well, like Marvel? Mm, well, I'm, Marvel and DC is kind of... Okay, okay. I, might, I might be going to that one. Yeah. So, the... That's, that's because I know something about it. Just because I know something about the characters. Right. Well, I mean, none of the characters are in there. But there's there's nods to it. But basically... So what, so what is it based around? It is based around a training facility. Okay. 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 So there's a training facility called the hub and something goes wrong in the hub because the hub is built in a place where powers come from, right? Nobody really knows how people get their powers. Nobody really understands how people get it. They just get abilities and then they have to train because they're trying to make future superhero teams to save the different worlds in mm -hmm. the multiverse. Okay. Somebody in the magic school at the hub fucked up something and they released a power that should not have been released. Mm. Okay? Mm -mm -mm. They were also not black. Um, right. You don't go messing with the shadow man. Right. Somebody won't mess with the shadow man. And then all hell broke loose. So, like, half of all of the cadets at the school are turned into demons and monsters. The other half are dead. And the team gets called, gets created, and they're led by this, like, 
super soldier person. She's not really a super soldier. She's kind of an assassin. Not kind of. She is an assassin. Um, to come in and fix it, right? Okay. And the players are a part of this team. So everybody gets a certain set of powers. Two of them are real good. One of them is real not. You roll for them and you have to go through and find like there's diff- basically there's different levels right mm-hmm. so level one is just like being able to get into the front gates to get to the person who you need to get gather information from that's just the so whole just, that's one mission that's, by itself that's one mission by itself whoa correct okay right so it that keeps the Story it keeps the story going right and it's also role-playing so you're playing your character things can happen the dm usually has like a set kind of map of where they want you to go and what they want you to do but if you make a choice that the dice allow the dm has to think of stuff on the fly and change things you can go off in a completely different different direction you can change the story you can manipulate stuff but so can the dm the dice the dice have the power and DM is Dungeon Master, right? DM is Dungeon Master. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Just... <laughs> the GM, I, I the just DM. To yeah. Be sure. <laughs> so you play your character, and at most you might have a companion, either like a companion animal or a steed or whatever that shall be. Um, and at most you do that. You like take care of those characters. Your GM or DM, your, ma- your Dungeon Master plays everyone else okay all of your villains all of your auxiliary characters you know there's if you had at one point i was playing a campaign where i was married to the god of chaos but also had like a boyfriend on the side who was a vampire who lived on a cow farm my dm played both of those characters (laughs) like (laughs) Mm -hmm. what the heck right 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 I also played a Sylvan Cleric, which is not allowed. Um, It's a druid and a cleric put together. I was supposed to protect animals in the forest, and I just was... Essentially, the half-elf version of Jack Sparrow. I was just drunk all the time. doing whatever i wanted i would kill a lot of monsters and then loot their bodies and take all of their belongings right i was supposed to protect animals and i uh my specialty was taxidermy like mm. it's not total opposite (laughs) (laughs) total opposite i was very good at lying (laughs) just like stuff like that um but also had not so holy powers like my powers were so the god of chaos was my husband, right? And clerics mm-hmm. are magic fighters for a god. So I was a magic fighter for chaos. Wow. Right. Wow. So you was basically like the ultimate fighter. Um I was kind of just everywhere all the time and I had three agendas going on at once. So nobody ever knew what I was doing. Ever. It was very unpredictable, which is chaos. That's what it sounded like. Yeah. That's exactly what it sounded like. My friends didn't like it that much. I had a great time. <laughs> it was great. But also, I was playing with Cheryl, and Cheryl played a dragonborn paladin who was like, rules and structure and discipline, and we have a mission, and we're gonna do it. And I'm just like, spring break! Like, this is the greatest thing of my life! Like, I got cursed t- to, like, be stuck fighting in a towel one time because I knocked over an old lady when I was running through the streets drunk, yelling spring break. So I spent an entire... an entire session. It was, like, three and a half hours. My character fighting a giant crab monster in a towel. <laughs> This sounds very, very interesting. Right. Then I took all of her crab monster babies, um, and they became mine. So I had a legion of half crab, half god babies. Yeah, I don't even know what to say about that. <laughs> but that's like, I just thought of it on the fly. Like, when we were done, I was like, can I just loot this body and see what's in here? And my DM's like, sure. Roll, tell me what you find. Like... So when you roll, take all the babies. 
I rolled like a sixteen. So so so, so this the crab monster was pregnant. Yeah. And you took them. And I took her eggs. And they weren't yet fertilized, so then I gave them to my husband, the god of chaos, so that way they could be fertilized, and they became half crab, half god. <laughs> That's the beauty of Dungeons and Dragons. Oh it can be whatever you want it to be. <laughs> fertilized, yeah. They were fertilized yet, so. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. I also stole so much money. I used to go question. I don't even know put these headphones back on. <laughs> Oh, I also burned down an entire forest because I was bored once. Like, but I also like saved like several villages. So I needed to balance something out. Like, you do a whole lot of good, you got to do something bad. I played a chaotic neutral character, so I had to keep things in check. I did. So you basically played an anti-villain. Basically, which is how I play my life. That's so that's what it like. yeah, I enjoy anti-villainy. That's what it sounds like. Hey. Anymore. Oh, I also had a sword called Kindness. Like, it was named Kindness on my sheet so I could kill people with kindness. Which I did a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I just, that's, that's new. That's new. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's new. There you go. That's great. You never hear stuff like that every day. You do, you do not hear <laughs> you know, about half crab, half god babies. You know, every you know, day. you know. Every day. Just a legion Un, of them. Unfertilized. Unfertilized. Crab babies. Yes, unfertilized crab eggs. And then they have to. <laughs> and it wasn't like, okay. it was, like I literally like, just like magic a hole in the ground and dropped this giant sack of eggs in here. I was like, you do with this what you will. Just let me know when it's done. And like went on in my journey. Like, but like here's the thing. So this is how things can go wrong on the dm side of things so the first campaign i ever played we got all our characters we'd figure stuff out we met in a tavern because we were playing in like a medieval time more of a traditional dungeon dragon setting so we were meeting in the tavern this like ragtag crew of like random people were tasked with a mission and we were supposed to make like book like a dragon's hoard of money which is a ridiculous amount of money Mm-hmm. It's like millions of gold pieces, right? And like jewels and crowns and swords and shit, like all kinds of stuff. Because dragons love shiny things. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like crows. Um, but breeze fire and can eat you. <laughs> and also are sentient and can have babies with humans. Yeah, it's weird. Um, they can shapeshift. So <laughs> we leave the tavern and we're walking along the <laughs> road and it's like, dusk-esque like the sun is starting to set but it's not yet going down so you can still kind of see what's going on Mm. we're walking down this path in the woods everything's great everything's cool um we pass by this like little cottage and everybody's like let's go to that cottage i was like let's not go to that cottage (laughs) um which was part of the dm's plan to not go to the cottage right and then while we're walking down the pathway all of these animals these woodland creatures start running down the path okay towards us going the opposite direction that we are going wait so they coming from where y'all going right we're headed down this way and they're coming right for us okay right um and everybody else in my party is like oh let's go the way that they are coming from because we need to see what happened and i was like smart absolutely not we are not doing that i would have i would have turned around and went with him with the animals like, yes. that's, that's yeah. exactly yeah. what i said yeah. i was like um no we're not we're not doing that we're not going over there and they're like but no i was like okay let me tell you something and i was playing a druid at the time so this is like the animal woodland like person who knows about animals in the woods mm-hmm. i'm fucking from here okay yeah <laughs> um when animals run from a certain direction you go with them Damn. because they have a survival instinct that trumps actual intelligence so I don't know about y'all, but I'm going with them. And I like high turn, like turn tail and leave. Um, and the number one rule of Dungeons and Dragons is don't split the party. Okay. The number two rule of, dra- of Dungeons and Dragons is do not split the party. And the number three rule is don't split the party. That's the worst thing you could do is split mm-hmm. the party. Because when you split the party, your DM gets to do whatever they want. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's better to be together and then fight together. So I turn tail and leave, and they all come with me. And my DM was like, 
what the fuck? Like, this, like I needed them to go over there so I could do this thing. So then we wound up back at that cottage, and then my DM switched his book and went into the cottage fight instead of the forest fight. Like, that's, you have to be on your toes constantly because your players will fuck up all of your plans. Right? That's crazy. <laughs> so it's, it's hard doing it from the player perspective and trying to figure out like what spells you can do and how to function and what's going on in the world but from the dm's perspective you constantly have to be like on your toes and like moving and figuring stuff out so yeah yeah you get into a rhythm okay you figure it out you have like a stack set of like here you know who your big bads are going to be before you start Right, you build their their attributes really, and you put them in the plots of things, and eventually they'll come back. Sometimes they won't. You take a lot of notes so that you can recall things. Your DM usually works digitally, so they have you have like a notebook and some pencils and stuff, and they have like a full laptop and like screens and like going through stuff like a DM's binders traditionally binders like that big full of. Full of ready-to-use monsters, full of stats, full of stories, full of, you know, oracle stuff, prediction, like, all kinds of stuff. Like, the DM has everything stacked, waiting, ready to use it when they need to. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And then you just play. You just go through them. Have a good time. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I always just thought it was, like, a made-up game. It is a made up game, but no, it's made I'm up in your own brain. Like, I thought it was like something that just like play out in the yard or something. Oh, I mean, that's LARPing. Because like, that's what we used to do. Like, like That's live action role playing when you actually dress like the character and go outside and like sword fight and get in battles and shit. Yeah, that's that's LARPing. Yeah, I just yeah. thought Dungeons and Dragons is something that like, people used to say. It's like, hey, let's go play Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, <laughs> let's yeah. just go outside and fuck around by a tree. No. Oh, yeah. kick leaves around and stuff like <laughs> no Dungeons and Dragons it's a legit it's a throw it's leaves a, at people and call mm-hmm. them spells and this type of stuff we used to do I mean there is a leaf spell I mean there's leaf armor Ooh. which is is pretty good it's magic armor uh, it's made out of special leaves the special leaves yeah not kind, not weed leaves kind that you burn. it's not it's not it's made out of fall leaves it's made out of the <laughs> i mean i imagine you could have one that's made out of marijuana leaves we know the leaves that you're talking about what would the what would you think the what is the like magical attribute of a like a suit of armor not a suit of armor a vest, like a vest made out of marimontal leaves. What would that? What, would, it what do? would that provide you? Yeah, what would that do? I say it has to be like a. Uh, it has to be like a spell or something. Right. Is it going to be? Thing that I think about when I think about marijuana is getting people on your side. Well, I mean that's just a charisma check. That's, that's just a. No, but it's like it that's has a deception. To be like a, has to be like a ray or something like a. So would it a beam of light can turn a can 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 turn a, a troll into a fairy, as in attitude wise. Um. So in Dungeons and Dragons, you'd rather have the troll than the fairy, because fairies are tricksters. So a fairy is evil. Not necessarily evil, but it's just like conniving. They are very conniving. Okay. okay. And they are tricksters. So, okay, so how can I explain this? Um, so it's the ability to alter the, the state of a creature. Oh, so you already have like a sleep spell. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I'm just being hungry. I don't know. I mean, it could it could be an eat spell. It could be a roll a d4 and like a roll a one. It's sleep. Roll a two. It's paranoia. Roll, roll a three. It's hunger roll of four it's dealer's choice hmm that's a good question and it could be a reaction so whenever somebody tries to hit you and they hit you you can then react by rolling that and that effect happens to them or as you long get as they... him like a stone state to where 
you get ready to hit them and like their reflex is slow or something like that you can yeah that would give them a disadvantage on um their speed which is how far they can move it you can completely stun them which they would not be able to move they can go prone which means they, they fall over hey i like that that's yeah a, that's a that's a good vibe right there depending on the character you choose you could do that you could play a medieval drug dealer who has you know a bulletproof vest that's made out of marijuana leaves that's you oh, can yeah. do that and we're gonna be dressed like Smokey from friday sure let's get it absolutely i'm down like i'm down <laughs> Drug dealers generally have a weirdly large amount of money on them. I know people gonna be trying to rob me. Well, it's you. That's the beauty of Especially it. Especially <laughs> She loots a lot. Okay. As a DM, I don't loot as much as I did when I was a character. Now, if I was a PC, you're on your own. Um. But yes, I mean that's. That's the beauty of it. You can create whatever you want as long as it feels like it fits in the world. Sure. Okay. Right. And your DM decides what world. I've seen a campaign that's based in fairy tales or people playing different fairy tale characters. I've seen one where people, it was based in like, the world was made out of candy and there were different candy kingdoms. Like. So it's just basically how you feel. Yeah. You could be on a spaceship. You can be underwater. You could be in a cloud land, you could be in a Lego world. Whatever. Hey, I like that. It's right. The beauty of making stuff up. Right. That's the fun thing about it. And I think that's, that's one of the things that people don't get because it's called Dungeons and Dragons. It's seen as like very like. It's it's it's, it's seen as very medieval. Well, that too, but the- also demonic and like evil and like. I wouldn't see it as that. I just see it as like old fashioned. Well, that's, that's what, what happened. That's what I see. It when does the dragons came out in the eighties? Because it was the first edition. It was very um, medieval. So there mm-hmm. were like demons and monsters and demigorgons and you know necromancers and. I mean, that's what anything though. Like that's what anything these days. Like you don't see stuff like that. Right. Like you can't even watch TV without seeing stuff like that. So days. people thought that like their children were being corrupted by playing this game I mean, it was mostly christians um people always gotta be extra bro. right like, i love dungeons and dragons i would love to get like a full black campaign of dungeons and dragons i think that'd be so great i wouldn't want to be the dm because i don't have enough experience dming so it's never, but, been, it's never huh? been an all black campaign i'm sure there have been but like getting a group of people a group of black people oh, who are not so like glad you said <laughs> who are not necessarily like straight up nerds like most of us mm-hmm. um you know throw a little hood rat in there just <laughs> figure it out but like i think hood that would be fairy. the most interesting thing that'd be a great campaign i would love to be a part of that campaign but yeah that's under dragons in a nutshell and then you have different dice right so you have a d4 which is a four-sided die it's a little pyramid each tip has one through four on it okay right there's a d6 which is your traditional six-sided die Mm -hmm. like the ones with the little dots but these have numbers on them Mm -hmm. there's a d8 which is an eight-sided a d12 Mm -hmm. there's a d10 um there's also a D10, there's also a percent die, so it goes from 10% to 100%. You don't really ever use it, but it's there. Um, D12 and then D20, which is a 20-sided die, which is the one that you use the most. That So where you get all this from? Though? You can buy them in packs. I have a bunch set. Some I have multiple sets set somewhere, but I need to get some more. Um, just because I like to have them around. There's also a D100, okay. which is... It's, it's it's a big it's kind of like it's smaller than a t-ball it's and probably it's got, like this, size on it? it's got 100 sides on it and you roll it and it's, so how yeah. does that happen to where it could just land on one side if you got 100 sides it's the one that is facing straight up so when you roll it it has all of these little facades on it and it will land on one and then one will be facing straight up the shape that it is it, it works. So, so it's, it's, it's big as a baseball. It's not as big as a baseball. It's as big as like. It's about like that. 
I would say a little bit smaller. It's kind of like the size of like a tangerine. That's too big. Really, like even like a D20 is only like this big. Okay. Right? So it's it's ping pong ball. Think a little bit bigger. Like a golf ball. It's the size of a golf ball. Okay. Beautiful. But it's got a hundred sides on it. Like okay. a, a like a, a beefy golf ball. Just like a golf ball is. A golf ball kinda got like with the holes and stuff. With all the dimples. Okay, yeah, 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 but yeah, each yeah, one of those okay. has numbers on it, one through a hundred. Right, okay. and you can land on them, so. I have to see that. that right, but I each player that. has a set of die that they use. Set of dice that they use. Set of die, no. i only seen, like, up to eight. That's, like, probably, like, highest one I've seen. Yeah, I've got probably, like, maybe eight D20s. Just because you you can buy them by the pound, also just random assortment of die. You can also buy special sets. Um, <laughs> you can just go on Amazon and buy like a pound of just random game die, and they'll be in there. So. Hey. Which is what I need to do. But yeah, that's I appreciate the Dungeons and Dragons lesson. Yeah, I'm um I obtained like half of that. <laughs> then when I listen to this again, we'll get you. We'll get, get you there. Half. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Um, anything else? Any other questions you have for me? Um, you know what? I do not at this time. Okay. Is there anything else in your mind you want to talk about? You know what? Let me. Let's. Let me let me think about some stuff. We, mm-hmm. could, we could probably get some on the next episode. Yeah. Because I won't I won't want to rush nothing. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Don't want to rush nothing. So yeah, we'll probably get it together. All right then. I hope you guys give Dungeons Dragons a chance. Don't be afraid of it. And let us get back on our rhythm a little bit. Right. Because. Woo! Feels <laughs> like I'm in outer space right now. <laughs> we have been gone for so long. Got to get back into the swing of things. Mm. You know how bad of a rhythm I? I don't remember what our outro was. Yeah, we vibing. Oh yeah, that's right. So thanks for joining us. And we're here. We're back. We're. We are back. Yeah. We back, we front, we side side. <laughs> <laughs> Always remember to be your authentic self no matter what, and we will see you for the next one. Shirt tail vibing. <laughs>